we are starting with what could be a blip, you might say, when it comes to the tax season. Workers at the Canada Revenue Agency have voted overwhelmingly in favour of taking strike action. That's on behalf of 35,000 workers. They are all represented by the Union of Taxation Employees and the Public Service Alliance of Canada. Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Mark Briere, UTE National President. Mark, thank you so much for making some time today. My pleasure. Uh, So what is happening with uh, this is uh, a vote that uh, in favour of taking strike action, how likely is it, do you think, that there will be strike action by your members? Well, it's quite likely, unfortunately, but like, you know, our our objective is not to strike. Uh, Obviously, the objective is to go back to the bargaining table and hammer a deal with the uh, Canada Revenue Agency. So we are back at the table uh, April 17th to 20th, uh, and uh, but we will be in a legal strike position starting Friday, April 14th. Uh, we did get a uh, tremendous support from our members from across the country. People are honestly fed up of waiting to get a contract. Uh, before this negotiation, this round, we were without a contract for eight of the last 10 years. So people are just tired of waiting and waiting and waiting. And, you know, they felt, they felt behind more this time because of the high inflation out there. Everybody is feeling the, uh, the you know, the, the pitch, the pinch from the, the inflation. Uh, so we're no different. So we want to have respect from the employer. We did not get it. It's been almost a year and a half again. And uh, people are just tired of waiting. So we wanted to go get down to business and negotiate an agreement and avoid a strike. And if the government, the CRA and Treasury Board, and I would say even the Minister of Finance, who's got the purse, the money, they don't uh, respect us enough, then we will walk out during the tax season. I, it's, I want to get to, to the timing of that as well, but when you talk about, and I know that you've been without a contract for more than a year, is the main issue wages or what are the, the sticking points? Well, there's two main issues. The wages, well, we're asking also for a wage adjustment because our members are paid less than uh, colleagues working for the Canada Border Services Agency. And uh, we are doing a lot of similar work than they do, and our members are paid on average 9% less than they are. Uh, so we don't think it's fair. But uh, apart from that, we're asking for wage increases that will help our members to keep up with inflation. And the other big ticket, the other big issue at the table is uh, telework. So our members have been working, for most of them, 95% of them working uh, remotely during the pandemic. And it didn't prevent us from helping the government to deliver the emergency benefits to the tune of $212 billion while people were working remotely. So, you know, what they say when it's not broken, don't fix it. Well, it seems like the government doesn't know it. Uh, so I understand that, you know, some people are forced to go to work in person, including some of our members, thousands of our members. But others are able to do their work either at the office or at home, and they've been able to do it uh, from home. So we don't understand why the, the government doesn't listen to our members, and people are taking this very seriously. And if the government doesn't uh, want to talk about it to include it in the next contract, we will walk out. We will go on strike for telework as much as for the money. Right. But I, and I get what you're saying there. And I know that a lot of people have switched to either an at-home model or some kind of a hybrid model when it comes to working. But at the end of the day, if, if your employer tells you, hey, we want you in the office, this job is a job that's done from this address, is it not their right to do so? Well, it is there right now because it's a policy, but does it make sense? And that's the problem. They didn't give us any good reasons. They wanted to please the business community, the uh, you know the uh, poli- uh, the uh, municipal uh, politicians, 
But at the end of the day, if people can do their job from home, why would you, would you force them to go through traffic and then you know, be stuck in traffic and, and having to you know, scramble? Uh, and is it good for the environment? Is there a good reason to force people back to the office like as they're, they're doing now? I don't think so. And if they have a case to, to, to prove to us that the members will be more efficient, I will, see, I will go even further, that our members have been more productive working from home than at the office. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the truth. And they don't, they don't listen. They don't care. And, you know, the pandemic has changed the way things are, you know, the work, the workplace. And I understand if you need to go to the office because your, your duties require it, we have no problem with that. And we do have thousands of our members doing so. But for the rest of them, can we leave them alone and, and work from home if they are productive and happy? Right. Are there any issues with privacy? Is that one of the concerns, given that your workers are dealing with tax information and the personal information of Canadians? No, I don't think so, because if, it, if it's the case, then they'll have to report to the office. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, people working remotely uh, are connected with a secure you know, system uh, installed by CRE employees, and it, it is secured. But uh, and they are, they, they are also, if you wish, monitored by the employer. The CRE has tons of monitoring processes uh, on their network. Everything is monitored by the employer. So uh, they never raised any uh, you know, issues related to confidentiality uh, of the information. So, I, look, we're ready to, to negotiate, and we want to talk about telework or remote work also. But, look, it makes no sense to bring people to the office because, in some cases, we got some people working. Okay, you're in BC. I know people working from Victoria, BC, reporting to uh, the Ottawa headquarters uh, for CRA. And people now they're being forced to go 40% of the time back to their office in Victoria to connect on Teams with their team at, in Ottawa. What 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 sense does it make at right. the office or at home? It makes zero sense. It's ridiculous. So we want to talk about it, but so far for over a year and a half, well, for almost a year and a half. They refuse systematically to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it in April or we'll walk out the job. It's that simple. And looking at the timing, so you, the, the union members, will be in a legal strike position as of April 14th, but you do have negotiations scheduled for April 17th to the 20th. Is it a bit mm-hmm. odd that, that there could be potentially a strike action before that next round of negotiation even gets underway? It may look that way, and I understand. And Yes and no. Mostly yes. But not entirely. Uh, the reason why we are we can't go on strike if we so choose uh, before Friday, April 14, is because we had to we have to wait 30 days after the signet the signing of the essential services agreements agreement between us and the CRA. That took place on March 14, but it took a long time to get there. I'm not going to get into that. So now it's been a bit pushed off, and then it's it, the date the date happens to be. Uh, just a day before going back to the table. But we've been asking to go back to the table on April 11th. And it's the employer who insisted to go back on the 17th because they absolutely want to have a federal mediator there with us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we don't control everything. Uh, it may look odd. I'm not saying we will, but uh, our colleagues from PSCC, from the four new bargaining units, are in negotiations starting uh, Tuesday the 11th. And they're going to talk, hopefully, about the money and about telework and other important issues that are common to all the tables. And if it's going well, then we don't, there's no need to go out on the 14th. But if it goes really bad and the government doesn't respect them, why would they respect us when Treasury Board is the one giving their mandate to CRE to negotiate with us on the 17th? 
So if it doesn't go well next week, which I will pay a lot of close attention, and it doesn't bode, it won't bode well for us the following week. So we could walk up in the 14. Like we're, we mean business. We want to negotiate, but they better like be respectful. Like they have not been for several years. People are fed up, and it's unfortunate. And we want to get a deal at the table. We don't want to go on strike. But if we don't see the respect that our members deserve after being there for Canadians and the government during the pandemic, bailing out the government, delivering the emergency benefits, which is not our our mandate normally. And we've been, I think we showed a lot of uh, respect for, for the population and the government, helping them uh, during the pandemic. And our members were without a contract for three and a half years when I got the call to help out the government to deliver the emergency benefits. And we took the high road and we did, like I think, a fabulous job. And now they don't pay more respect than they did before. That's not acceptable and that needs to stop. So that's why we are so in bracket aggressive. I really hope that we will be able to negotiate and get an agreement by the end of the week on the 20th that there's nothing more that I want. But if not, then we're going to go to the the next phase. And Mark, I know it's not a coincidence that this is happening in this time of year during tax season. If you do go into a strike position, what does that mean for Canadians filing tax returns? Well, it means delays. It means uh, problems, unfortunately. Um, you know, if we withdraw our services, there'll be no people answering the phones. So if people will have questions in the last stretch of the tax season, uh, there'll be nobody to pick up the, the calls. Uh, there'll be no processing of tax returns uh, done by our members uh, across the country. I mean, there will be some processing going on. There's a lot of things done electronically, but it will cause a lot of problems. I mean, it would put this area at a standstill. That's the best way I can describe it. So, yes, it would create delays. So I've been saying for months to try to warn people to file their taxes sooner than later this year because of that possibility. So if you owe money to the CRA, I mean, no, no big deal. We're just going to take more time to go after, to, to get the money. Uh, but if we do owe you money, well, then if the CRA owes money to, you know, to a taxpayer, well, they should file their taxes the SEP because it can take a bit longer to get their money. But that's not the objective. But you're asking me what can happen. That's what can happen. And I hope it will not be for long. It will be a short strike if we do it uh, because, I mean, it's very unfortunate, but unfortunately, we're being pushed uh, to our last uh, resort. We are not there yet, but now we got all the tools as of Friday the 14th, and hopefully the government will come with a real will to negotiate this time, and then, you know, get down to business and then move on and go back to work as normal. And if not, then I think it will be on the government. All right, Mark, we will leave it there for today. But thanks so much for joining us and bringing us the very latest on this. My pleasure, and I hope we're going to have better news or good news soon. 9-1-1 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.